listening to the Melanated Movement Podcast with Tess and Anne. We invite you to take a deep breath, open your mind, and prepare to go on this wild ride. Episode loading in five, four, three, two. Listen, MMP intro, my favorite intro of the all best time. Yes. <laughs> yes, 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 yes. Hello, hello, hello. Hey, everyone. Hi, everyone in podcast land. <laughs> 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 Welcome to another episode of the Malia Movement Podcast. <laughs> Are you okay? <laughs> That's crazy. That's I'm wild. so sorry. It's because I called you short earlier. Yeah, how dare you? I know I'm only five three. <laughs> well, you gotta be at least five five. Talk to me like that. Try this, try. Anywho, um, welcome to another episode of the Melody Movement Podcast with your host Anne. It's me <laughs> and my co-host Tess. Hey, Tess. Hello, hello, hello. <laughs> You're going to start coughing again. I'm going to have to start laughing again. Listen, we have a very special guest in the building. You may remember her from our How We Love series. Give it up for Mel. <laughs> Welcome, oh, Mel. Hola, corazones. Hey. <laughs> That's always a party when she comes. We're like, yeah. Mm, 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 mm. Turn the music on. Yeah. <laughs> we love having you, Mel. Jenny you know, yes. we're always a vibe at the beginning, and we talk about really serious topics. <laughs> uh, and I really love that for us because we can laugh about our traumas and the traumas of others. Unfortunately, it's a really good coping mechanism. I would recommend it, but you know, it's good for someone. Anywho, <laughs> <laughs> um, well, Mel was on our previous episode, as I said, the How We Love series, specifically conditional love so i'm just grateful to have you back in the studio again the second episode together welcome welcome i'm happy to be back dope ass series that we got to do all of the stuff that y'all been doing recently amazing i've been amazing on the sex series yeah it was cool. and listening did you like that laughing getting a little scared but it's okay <laughs> <laughs> that's the point we it's a little eclectic, so we like mm-hmm. to have all the little different things hit spot on every time. I liked it. I liked it. I loved it. So the last time that you were here, Mel, we talked about, you know, all of our traumas related to our <laughs> parents. <laughs> <going> <laughs> And how that really translated to, like, you know, partners and all of that. And we talked about conditional love specifically, right? It's like, you know, what what is that even? Like, what does that look like? And how do we go into that place of not getting what we wanted maybe like growing up and like actually imparting that love onto like a significant other or like our children and et cetera, et cetera. Right. And so I thought this would be like a really great seg, like not segue necessarily, but more of a continuation of that conversation specifically as it relates to like toxic behaviors. And, you know, like we have like so many things like on TikTok, like la toxicas, you know, like, you know, like how I react and we've had a conversation offline, like the three of us too, about like how sometimes we feel like you know we're maybe in a setting or in relationships that are just like too good it's, so it's like yeah it's like, like damn this is healthy like should i set fire to it all yeah, <laughs> yeah let's see what happens you know ruin it yeah. <laughs> and you have some self-sabotage so i have some control yeah, right? yeah exactly exactly because you know that's what we know like that's home you know mm-hmm. and so we really wanted to just kind of bring 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 that back a little and talk about specifically like toxic and maybe abusive behaviors and as a whole and whether you know people who 
may engage in these toxic behaviors are capable of change, but more specifically, people who maybe are abusive or use abusive tactics are capable of actually changing. So what are your thoughts on all that? That's a lot. That's a lot of thoughts I got on all of that. I for sure do believe that, like, sometimes we create these idolized scenarios in our head of a relationship, right? And we sit there and we say, like, we all say we want a good, healthy relationship, right? We all want that. Is it really, really true, though, that, like, any relationship is 100% good? Hmm. That's a good question. Like, does that exist? Dang. At all. That, I mean, I don't think it exists. I don't think. I know it don't exist. <laughs> <laughs> From my experience, like it does, right? But there is like unhealthy things that do happen in good relationships, right? And I think that part of it too is just because like there might be things that I'm okay with and the other person is not okay with, right? And that could feel unhealthy to them. Something as simple as like gender roles, right? That gets talked about a lot. Hmm. And then thinking about, like, because <clears throat> when somebody had talked to me about gender roles and they were just kind of saying, of like, women are supposed to do this or the idea that women are supposed to do this and men do this mm-hmm. is pretty harmful to the relationship. But a lot of the things that they were saying of, like, what the norms were for women was, like, a big piece of, like, this pride that I was taught to have in my culture, mm-hmm. right, of just, like, that nurturing, that loving, that having food cooking food yeah, providing, home. right mm-hmm. like that was such these beautiful things to have in in a relationship and in a home right and i was just kind of like well if i believe those things and i'm cool with it and i'm with somebody who also supports those things and right. they're cool with it and they believe in it then it's a good healthy relationship it's within right? your relationship like you should decide with whoever you're with like this is how i want my future to look like or this is what i contribute and this is what i feel like you know this is my love language this is how i contribute to our household mm-hmm. so like some people don't like the traditional generals of you have to cook you have to clean or whatever but whenever we're in a space together we're a partnership so i mean somebody gotta cook you know what <laughs> <what> I mean? <laughs> or somebody gotta know how to order that food Fair either it's either or but i mean again like as we've said in multiple multiple like conversations everything is starts at a conversation everything comes within that relationship and you guys decide what makes you know sense for the relationship type facts and i think about like even like from what we talked about like in the last episode right of like the learning about love Mm -hmm. we do also learn like the toxic stuff yeah and the unhealthy things Mm -hmm. and this idea of like i'm not gonna bring that like i'm not toxic i'm not a healthy i'm not the problem yeah i am sometimes i have been right (laughs) like it's true like it happens i know i bring the toxic traits like right i'm very aware and yeah. Are, are you very aware? Yeah, I'm, I'm like, very aware. Like, <laughs> <laughs> yeah, as soon as I got into the health relationship, I was like, oh, okay, it's me. Um, but not necessarily, it's me. like, hi, I'm, I'm the problem. problem. It's me. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. But, I mean, I feel like it, it, it shows great growth to know that, okay, I'm the reason why certain things, well, not as a reason why, per se, because you could be coming from a relationship that was very toxic and that was, like, you and your survival mode and making sure that you were okay in that relationship. And then when you step into that healthy space, that you want to be in you have to understand that you have to shed those those traits of yours because you were in survival mode that was the terms and conditions of that previous relationship and not the terms that you mean that you have now Mm -hmm. and i think like just that thought right like you said like that's learning to survive and doing those things become abusive and unhealthy stuff that we take into right. another relationship to address it of course and if those things kept me safe how do i even acknowledge or see them that i'm the problem right hi right. i'm not because i'm doing what i need to do <sighs> to keep myself safe and i've been doing it for a long time and it's been working 
I had this one incident that happened with a really, really good friend of mine. I love her. She's still besties with me. And I had gotten really, really mad at her where, like, she felt that I was going to be violent towards her. Whoa. And verbalized it. And when she said it, I was just, like, it hurt me to see that she viewed me in that way. Hmm. And I was like, yo, there's something that I did that wasn't okay at that point. Right. Right? And I was like, I can't go to that extreme. Like, I can't respond to situations that way. Because mm -hmm. I'm not in that space. And starting to learn, like, different things and seeing, like, being around people that I felt safe around, right? And what love looked like and learning from them how to love made me want to be different. Right. So I think about, like, when we say, like, can people change? Like, yeah, because I changed. Do you think all people can change, though? Well. Because <laughs> <laughs> that's the question. Like, can't all people change? I know, you know, that's a really tough question to really answer because then you're going to start diving into different scenarios. Yeah, and, and I wanted to, like, have a follow-up question to what you, what you said. So you were, you had an argument, right? And then you reacted in a specific way. And your friend just stated to you, verbalized that you, the way that you were you were responding was... Ma making her feel unsafe what she said to me was like i know you want to hit me so just hit me whoa what yeah i've whoa. never had anyone say that to me that i mean <laughs> what yeah that's what she said and i think in my mind i was thinking like i'm so out of control but when she said it it was like it put words to like actually what i was oh, wow. doing and what the behavior was and i i guess that's the point for me that it was just like what i'm doing is acting like i'm i'm gonna hit her and she's seeing that and she's calling it out so actually, like, hearing it, right, there was no thing where I could just kind of be like, oh, no, like, I just lost control. I was mad or I blacked out, right? I wasn't thinking right. at that time. I was. Mm -hmm. And if I kept going the way I was going, the end result would have been, like, this violent thing that would have happened. So, damn, so, you, I mean, okay, sorry, it's really poke at this. So she called it out, but then you already knew that she was about to knock her top off, is what you're saying? When she called it out, I think she put, like, like she... Like the thought in your head? No, the thought was already in my head, but I just wasn't labeling it that way. Right? Oh, so like when she called it out, it really put you in like face to face with that reality. Like, oh man, like I really was about to do that. That my tactic was that to make wow. her believe that that's what I was going to do. To instill that fear that Dang. that's exactly what I was about to do. Oh shit. Damn. I mean, sorry. No, <laughs> it's good. It's good. It, it is a because damn that was even my yeah. reaction of just like, that's exactly what I was doing. Damn. Wow. And it was from then that I started thinking about, like like you said, like those survival things that we do, right? Because there was a time in my life where, like, yeah, whatever I had to do to protect myself, then I was going to do. Right. But it was like, I'm not in that situation anymore. And right. I caused my friend to fear me in this space over something that I wasn't unsafe. I felt emotionally unsafe because of whatever was going on. But it wasn't something where, like, I had to physically harm her. But I did want her to believe that. What puts you in that mindset to want to instill fear in someone like that? Like, what goes through your head to let you know what that that one that that that's the one I want to do? Being dead ass and honest, right? Yeah. In that moment, it was the uh, 
you're never going to do this to me again. Mm. So then she was triggering you. Correct. Damn. And it was like, I'm going to do something that's going to control your behavior to make sure you never do this again, because now you know what's going to happen. Wow. Did you ever have a conversation with her following that? I apologize. Like, right after it happened, I think it just got super, super quiet. We was in the car. Damn, this happened in the car? This happened in the car, It's yeah. the worst thing to do. Like, <laughs> <laughs> it's like there really is no escape. Yeah, no. Yeah. Don't, like, don't get fussy with me in no car, because I, I will pull this whole thing up. Like, no. <laughs> and it was a long, long, long time ago, right? And we're still friends about it. But, like, afterwards, I, like, apologized. And I was like, I never want you to feel that way about me. Like, I'm sorry. Like, I did do that. Mm-hmm. Like, I on, those were my intentions. You fucking called it out. And that was fucking trash of me to do. Like, I'm so sorry. And then from there, I was just like, yo, I, I can't respond to situations like that anymore. And I have to realize that my friends and people that I love that I'm safe around are going to say things or are going to do things that are going to get me upset. That doesn't mean that, like, I'm in danger. Right. Mm-hmm. So what delineates that? Like when you're actually in danger versus like when you know that the reaction is toxic, but you're still relatively safe. Therapy. (laughs) (laughs) Good answer. Good answer. (laughs) No, I I don't know what the answer is. (laughs) Yeah, I think it's just like after you're around, right? Because I was exposed around a lot of violence, right? So anything to me that I would see or I would witness or I would be around like the reaction was always to solve a conflict was to use violence right whether it's verbally whether it's physically it's throwing things it's using intimidation whatever it was like that's just how you responded to it and it was almost like anything then became a threat Mm. right like it was your trying to square up right stuff Mm -hmm. and i guess as i got older like it was just really analyzing like all right what is the space that i'm really in and I'm going to lose these friends that I've made yeah. that were super different to everything that I had been around before. And I don't want that. So that, to me, was, like, the thing where I was just like, you're like, I don't want to be that person. Mm-hmm. Like, I think I saw myself, too, as just, like, my abuser. Yeah. Mm-hmm. At this point, though, like, now that you, like, have the, I guess, the words to say, okay, I understood how I was feeling in that moment. I understood like that particular, you know, predicament. I feel like a lot of times we're able to look at a memory and like see exactly the lesson um, that we learned from that. It's a, we're able to pinpoint that in our in, like our future like interactions. Have you felt like in a recent? Because now you're in a healthy relationship. Mm-hmm. Like you're living your best life. You look good. Your kids look great. Look, I mean, it's giving. You're fine. You know? <laughs> now, like, kind of like reliving that moment. How do you feel when you're like in such an unhealthy space? How do I feel like looking back at it? Yeah, like processing it. Mm-hmm. I think it sucks that I went through it, but I'm happy that I did go through it. And at a way, like at that moment, because I was held accountable for it. Right. Mm-hmm. Even if it was just the way that they said it to me. So, like, as I look back now, it was like, yo, I was really young. Like, there's mad times where I sit there and just think, like, yo, there was so much stuff that I would say, I would do. <laughs> just, like, I would not do that now. And I understand, like, how wrong it was and how it wasn't okay. And I'm also giving myself, like, that space to just, like, yo, it's okay because people also do make mistakes. Mm-hmm. Right? And you're entitled to grow. And we're entitled to grow. And if I apply that to myself, how can I not apply that to other people? Mm. Dang, that's good. So then you're saying everybody can change. 
every toxic person can learn from their lesson or learn from their experience and no longer be toxic. If they want to and choose to, yeah. D- or if they, I mean, do, don't they need to have like a certain awareness to it too, though? Because like, in order for me to recognize, because I'm thinking, had you not have the awareness to realize that when your friend came and said, hey, and called you out, right? And mm-hmm. well, called you in and said, hey, this is, this is what your behavior is like. And this is what it's making. This is essentially how it's making me feel like what. Had you not had the awareness to, to like acknowledge it and like, oh shit, like this is what I'm doing, would you then, do you think you'd in that moment re- react differently? Because what if there are, I mean, not what if there are, there are some people who just don't have that degree of awareness. I think the part of it too is just kind of like there has to be, because that awareness part for me, I also looked at like what would be the consequences of me doing this, mm-hmm. right? And I was at a different space now, right? I'm trying to get away from all the things that I had experienced growing up. And clearly, I'm bringing some stuff with me to yeah. these new places. So I think about the awareness, but I also think like there has to be that accountability piece for it, right? Mm-hmm. Like there has to be that idea of like hurt people hurt people isn't true. Hurt mm-hmm. people that thinks it's okay to hurt people hurt people. Okay. So you're saying like people who have been previously hurt but actually took accountability for their hurt are able to see what they got going on before they allow themselves to hurt people with that excuse of, oh, I'm hurt, I have the, or I have the right to quote-unquote hurt you and you be okay with me hurting you because I've been hurt in my past. Right, like I think like if people think that it's okay to hurt other people, then you're still going to keep doing it, right. right? And the way that I hear that it's okay to keep doing it was like, because we had a third person in the car too. And that person was super quiet. (laughs) (laughs) And it gets going. And they were were my, like, they were closer to me than to the person that was happening. And they just stood quiet. Right? But if I had a friend in the back and the friend in the back was like, yeah, Melanie, like, you should do this or you should do that. Egging it on, that friend is telling me that it's okay to just keep on going. Right. Mm. That's the accountability piece that you're talking about. Right? Yeah. So as long as, like, I have people around me telling me, like, yeah, it's okay to keep doing it, then I am going to keep doing it. I used to hate people, like, oh, that's just the way that she is. I used to hate when people would use it as an excuse. Like, Mm -hmm. someone's being completely rude or being inappropriate or stepping out of, you know, out of bounds, and everybody's like, oh, it's okay. Don't mind her. She's just like, oh, my God, that's my biggest pet peeve. If that's your friend and that's how she usually is, I'm not going to hang out with you or your friend. Mm -hmm. Yeah, absolutely. Yeah, for sure. Now that we're talking about toxic, though, you know, like, a lot of people feel like toxic is overused. They say, you know, like there's a lot of things in media, like everybody's going, well, the well, the politicians went from using toxic to now using woke as mm-hmm. ways to attack us, or that's all different name. However, do you feel like the, the word toxic or is either overused or do you think it's misunderstood? Do you think it's being used appropriately? Mm, I mean, I think it goes all the ways too. I do think about like, what does toxic mean, right? So how do we define toxic? So to me, right, that definition is that something that's poisoning something. Mm. Right? <laughs> and if we can get that out, right, then we can we can change the waters and change whatever's happening mm-hmm. and stuff like that, right? Or maybe we just need to, like, nah, just close this water. Right. right, just, like, just close the well, you right? know what just I mean? Yeah. And so I guess that's the point, too, because I do think that a lot of times, like, things are just being told, like, oh, yeah, like, it's toxic or but it's not really like sometimes it's just like i yelled because i was upset right but i think like when you're yelling and stuff like that and it's actually to cause harm or to like control somebody then that's where that 
that's where it changes. I wanted to, t- yeah, I wanted to kind of bring that up when you were having that, when you told me about what happened with your friend too, is that, you know, when you were like, this is, I'm, I would react in a specific way so that you wouldn't do it again. Mm-hmm. Right. And in that moment, did you feel that you were in a position of power and would con- like, and would be able to control the behavior through your actions? Or was it more of a triggered reaction because you yourself felt like not so much that she had well, like or your friend had made you feel unsafe, but that the situation for yourself was unsafe. Hmm. And I was, to me, it was really both. Mm. Right. Because whatever happened was that I did feel triggered about something and I responded this way. But at the same time, I know that she doesn't fight. Mm. Oh, so you already I know that she doesn't above her in any type of way. Yeah. Right. So I knew that this tactic is going to work. Mm. You know what? My son actually pointed out something like that to me the other day. He was saying how, like, um, in certain situations, he doesn't feel like um, it's okay for him to stand up for himself because people, to, you know, like, the ones that pick mm-hmm. on him tend to be the ones who really show out. Like, he knows they can fight. You know what mm-hmm. I'm saying? What did I see? There was, it was Will Smith and Kevin Hart, they had an interview. And then something that was said is, like, um, you don't know if you can fight if you've never been punched in the face. You ever, you ever thought about that? Like, you don't know if you can fight unless you've been punched in the face. And so my son was like, Mom, like, if someone's picking on me and I know they can fight, I'm just going to let it ride. You know what I, mean? I do the same thing. I mean, and I, and I told him, like, okay, look, if you let it ride, okay, cool. As long as you don't let no one, like, the, I, I, for me, like, I'm really cool with, like, ignoring things. Just don't touch me. Because once you touch me, I'm really going to act out. Like, I'm going to act out. I'm going to get everybody's attention so you never... So, not only you don't think it's okay, but the whole crew don't think it's okay. Mm-hmm. However, but, like, what he said to me made sense. Like, my son is not out here trying to, like, get like get into any situations like that. He's like, no. If, if I know homeboy can out here, like, stomp my... You know, like, do all these things... I'm cool. Like, I'm going to just be like, all right, he's just talking shit. All right, cool, be good. And when he said that the other day, I'm like, all right, cool. I mean, I guess you're picking your battles, but I mean, it makes sense. Like, mm-hmm. hey. It absolutely makes sense. I was watching the Chris Rock episode, right? Because you said Will Smith. Yeah. Think about that. And he was talking about how, like, 50 was talking smack about Will Smith. Yeah. He didn't go punch. He didn't smack 50. Right. Because right? 50 would have had 50 had been shot, what, six right. times and he made it? Nine. Or nine yeah. times. He was shot nine right. times. You don't fight someone. Like, right. Burn, no, you good, sir. You good. I'm all right. I'm going to go ahead and just shake this one up. You good? Could be a Chris Rock. Yeah, right. Run that ass. Run that ass. His crisscross is, is shaped like a string bean. Like, he's shaped like he a string He was scale. the zebra ah, Madagascar. Ah, like, he was like, bro, but, but he's, I love, I, I don't love, I didn't love that one. I didn't love that stand up. Like, Oh, the last one, right? The one he just did that yeah, when yeah, he addressed yeah. everything. Ah, yeah, it was, it was okay. okay. Yeah, but that part did, like, stay with me of that part, right? Because I think it's like we said, like, it's having that power trip over somebody, mm-hmm. right? Whether that's in the physical way, whether that's in the emotional space, right? And when we think about it, like, even, like, I was just saying with, like, the emotional abuse stuff, of, like, knowing that somebody, like, is struggling with body issues, right? Mm-hmm. What do you call it? Like, self... Body dysmorphia? Yeah. Right, and then if you know that, and then you're arguing with them, and you use that, yeah, it's manipulative. It's manipulative, and you know you have power and control in that situation because right. you know that this person can't, like, that's something that they really yeah. don't have that same leverage and stuff with you. They won't win mentally in that fight at all. No. <laughs> <laughs> Do you feel like toxic is a relevant topic? Do you feel like toxic? The word toxic is overused, like in general. 
I don't think it's overused. Because they think... will understand the meaning of it now more so, so they're able to use it and understand, like, what it means so they're able to have that conversation. Yeah, I think a lot of times they're just, like, labeling everything as toxic, but I'm like, fuck it, yo, if we're talking about it, let's just talk about it, right? Like, even if it's too much that we're saying, but it's good, I think, to have those conversations and to and to be able to talk about it. Yeah, once it's labeled toxic, I feel like it, it should be, like, Oh, once it's labeled toxic, then I feel like it should be like, all right, cool. If you're labeling it as that, what about it is making it toxic? Do you feel? Because what a treat? What is it? A toxic relationship is when um, someone feels like they're not being supported, like they feel misunderstood, they feel like you're attacking them, they feel like you're demeaning them, like you're being like condescending, like you're you're making them feel like they're smaller in, in your world, and that's a big thing. If someone even mentions it now, it again, like ever, I think by now people know I am all about conversation. When it comes to certain things, no matter what it is, let's have a conversation about it. Let's dissect it because I like to understand things. I want to know the purpose of things. If you don't like something, let's talk about it. So if like the mention of toxic comes up, like now I feel like I'm in a very healthy relationship. Like I've mentioned that. And at the very beginning of the relationship, I was like, girl, well, I would do whatever it was no matter what it is now. But then like my partner was like, girl, that's a little, it's, it's a little, you know, a little toxic. It's giving, it's giving mustard gas. Like what is going Mustard on? gas. You know what I mean? And I was like, is it? And I thought about it. I'm like, oh shit. Like I just want to ruffle some feathers because everything is just too good. Like, and the thing is, is everything everything has just been really good and I was like is it supposed to feel this good like like should I do something about it should let me I just sh- throw a little wrench yeah, in there let's see what happens yeah so like at the very beginning I'm like there's no way I haven't been able to experience a relationship like this but at the same time I'm in a different part of my life to where I'm able to like really enjoy and relish in like the healthiness but girl I was really out here having like issues like bitch am I the problem and I definitely was I was 1000% the problem yeah so do you do we think that then like a toxic relationship solely is like when when it's like well it can be both ways but like i also see toxic as like when you refuse to give up on something that you know clearly isn't working Mm -hmm. Where, where it doesn't necessarily involve like like the i mean it has to involve like some sort of like negative talk and all and all of that but it doesn't necessarily mean that one person has like some power or the other it's just like there is an inherent like deep incompatibility of views of understanding of 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 of, of like the different issues and yet one person doesn't want to give up or both people don't want to give up it's like bro do you know how many people there are in the world like just sorry but like find another one (laughs) like i'm sure somebody else will like more closely match what it is that you're looking for and vice versa why is it that you know that i cannot give you you know quality time and words of affirmation and you can't give me you know i don't know the other another two right out of five right and then we've talked about it we've tried it and it still didn't give you enough of what you're looking for and then you create a feeling of inadequacy in the other person, right? And then yet we're still at it and we're still trying to fight to make this work. I think like toxicity also kind of like encompasses that. 
be right? an entire relationship because like that's what you crave you want to let go. It's like, girl, well, give it up. But it's now, like definition of insanity, right? Like keep doing right? the same thing over I over think so. Yeah. You have been in a crazy relationship and then you think it's really toxic and it's crazy and you spend two more years with that person. I mean, when you're like really Dopamine. Love, yeah, like regardless of the bullshit you experience, when you say, you know, that one is like my person, regardless if they're actually your person in the real life, they might just be in your head, sis. Um, you're like, no, this person, I want to fight for them, even if they're absolutely garbage to me, because that's the person I have deemed mine. And it does take you to take, outside of like people telling you like to let it go, it does take a lot of actualization to be like, yeah, this is not working anymore. And then you have to step out of your mind and have that conversation and continue on to then let that person go. But it's very tough like love is hard and love love has so many different meanings and love is 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 continuing to fight for the relationship but also love is letting go when you know that you are no longer pouring into the person or they're no longer pouring into you in the way that you both deserve Mm -hmm. yeah no absolutely i read this thing i was like you we accept the love that we think we deserve and nothing changed my my like my outlook on like what really for the people in the we accept we accept the love we think we deserve and I, i that really changed my perspective on a lot of things and i do agree with you completely sometimes we may know that this ain't going nowhere or but and we still hope and hope and hope and then sometimes it does end up going somewhere mm-hmm. after a while. So I don't know, like maybe this brings us back to like, maybe people are, are capable of change or have we gotten so toxic that it's just now become the norm? Ooh. That was so good. Damn. Mm-hmm. Have we become so toxic that it's now the norm? Mm-hmm. Oh, shit. Like, <laughs> <laughs> I, oh my God. Like my, my mind is blown right now. That's true though. There's right? certain things that you will not do, you will not tolerate in another world or another way, another relationship, someone would consider you to be as toxic. The toxic that you are now accepting or a toxic, to- I can't say that word, girl, toxicity, toxicity. <laughs> <laughs> that you are now like, I guess that you have is technically your norm. Right. Oh, oh my God. So like, is that good? No. <laughs> <laughs> Somebody once told me, like, there's no such thing as good or bad, right? There just is. Mm -hmm. And true truths can happen, too, right? Like, instead of the but, it can be and, right? Like, this sucks, and it's dope, right? (laughs) (laughs) This is great, but it sucks. (laughs) And 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 it sucks, sucks, right? But it's like, (laughs) don't those two statements contradict you? This is astrophysics. We're literally talking about astrophysics right now. Oh, my god! Something does not exist unless you make it exist. Damn. Yes. (laughs) You two told me that shit, girl. That is incredible. And we don't want to, like you were saying, right? Like we're in that space with this relationship and we want to make it work. What are we trying to make work? Right. Because if it is what it is and this is what it looks like, right? Like what are we trying to fix? Nothing's broken. This just is what it is. Right. That's the worst thing. How do you break Ooh, up with someone nothing's you broken. Have a direct is. issue? Like what if you're in a relationship and it's whatever it is and you have no reason, like nobody cheated Nobody stepped out of line. Nobody crossed your boundaries, but you're just not working. There's something about it that doesn't work, right? Mm-hmm. And you're both sitting in it because you both, you both, you kind of have like a feeling, like a tinge, like, because mm. there's this thing where you do get bored in relationships that are healthy. Mm-hmm. That is a thing. Mm-hmm. But there's also that moment in time where you feel like you have poured everything that you can pour and you've now accepted everything that that person has now given you and you no longer feel like the road is, you know, 
I guess going anywhere. Yeah, anymore, you're right? not going yeah. anywhere. So you just become stagnant in the right. relationship. You continuing that relationship with no goal is a version of toxicity. But isn't that the problem, though? Is it that there is no end goal? Is it? I I, I don't know. I'm wondering. Think about it. Dang, I feel like I'm being. Do we want to have an end goal though? Because the thing is, some people confuse marriage as an end goal and not as a starting point. Because there's different. Ooh. You know what I'm saying? Mm-hmm. So like, okay, if you're in a, if you're someone who believes in marriage, cause like everybody is different. This is just mm-hmm. me speaking. If someone, I I I I believe in marriage, right? Mm-hmm. So like when I was dating, and like when I'm thinking about, oh, okay, I wanna I wanna date. Like the goal is marriage, and like at that point, all you can think about is marriage. You might be someone who can think into like kids and whatever, whatever. But I mean, I I, I already got one, so I ain't, I got to think about one. <laughs> <laughs> I don't know what God is going to bless me with. However, comma, like when I would before when I would date, like okay, marriage is the goal. But then once you find that person where you're like, oh shit, I could really marry this person. Now you're thinking past that. You have to be like the the this is the dating is kind of like the warm up. The marriage is the starting point, and then your life with that person is 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 the marathon. So if you're thinking that the marriage is the goal, what do you do afterwards? It dies. Does it? Does it though? I would think so because a lot of people do say like right the costumbres like you habit sometimes is stronger than love. Mm-hmm. Yeah, habit mm-hmm. and it's not even like yeah I could love this person but I'm no longer in love with them and it's just the habit, right? So I'm that just, person is the habit. The habit of the relationship, like I just know it. It's just something that I'm used mm-hmm. to. It's oh, the, right. Talk about demeaning that person from the to a habit. Or the relationship is a habit. That's right. imagine having a conversation with someone says, "I think we should end this relationship because now it's become a habit." That's but if that's truly what you feel, that's, that's honestly. If someone said that to me, I'll be devastated. Like, I would be devastated if somebody stayed with me because it was a habit. What do you Damn, do? Yeah, I, I feel true. like after you decide to get married, though, if you come because they say the like the first year is the toughest because now you're, you're going through the oh my god moment. If you haven't thought about what's after marriage, it is very common. And the first five years is I mean you're trying to out here uh, beat the statistic. The first five years of making mm-hmm. it through. Once if you realize or if you're having the right conversations, you should be discussing like after marriage, like after we have the wedding, okay? Because people can like you know like the wedding is the goal, not necessarily the marriage. If the wedding was the goal. And now we're out here really experiencing the marriage, and you feel like now it's kind of fizzled out. We're already married. We locked in, tight like a booty hole. What are we <laughs> like a booty hole? Yeah. What are, <laughs> what are we gonna do about it? Because I wish someone would leave me and and not fight for the marriage. Like at that point, at a marriage place, even if you feel like you're bored about it, I want to fight about it, and I and I want to make sure that we're doing everything we can to sustain what we already have. The idea of like the marriage ending because you didn't want to think past the point of the wedding. And now you feel stagnant and now become a habit. It doesn't work for me. So when you're saying like the goal, right? So then what's the goal after marriage? The goal, well, the goal is the, the goal is to make, so maybe I misspoke. Some people think the goal is the wedding or you like getting married. Like, like getting whole, to the altar. Yeah. Like making it. Yeah. Some people think like that's, that's the point of dating. I want to get married for the wedding. You know what I mean? I want to have that experience of being someone's wife. I want to have that ring on my finger. Some people think of it in, in that way of, or in that materialistic way of like, oh, I'm going to be someone's wife. But they don't mm-hmm. think like, oh, I'm going to be someone's wife, someone's life partner. I'm building with this person. I'm, you know, I'm doing all these things. Some people don't think about that and they don't think it, think about it in a realistic way. That's true. And I'm sitting, I'm listening, right? And I'm processing it too, just because like, I do think of like, so if you, cause I, I haven't felt that, 
right? And mm-hmm. but I'm sure, like you're saying, like somebody does feel that way. Yeah. Do you tell the person up front? Like, are you on it? Do you want to change that about yourself? Would you bring that up if you felt stagnant in the relationship and you're married? Do you? I, I definitely would. I think you should. I've done it in a right. in, a relationship. Right. in a relationship. Right. How did you address that? If you felt if you feel like your relationship is stagnant, how do you approach someone to say something like that? Well, so I I can speak from my experience where I was in a relationship where I felt like we weren't really headed anywhere. We we're a few years in, and at the time. I think the goal really was getting to the altar with that person Mm -hmm. and it wasn't necessarily like the most practical nor like healthiest way of thinking about it. But I really wanted to like prove, I guess, things wrong. Mm -hmm. And so I got to a point where I just kind of got tired of like, okay, when are we doing that? Like, when are we taking that next step? Right. Right. I feel like it was like holding, right. I was like holding my breath. And so I actually, you know, took them out to dinner and, you know, got some really nice, uh, scallops and shrimp um, bacon wrapped shrimp <laughs> you, know, you gotta you gotta put a little bit of effort in it you know what i'm saying run, you're like oh this is like triggered <laughs> probably ruined scallops to that person forever no, no i'm just kidding you gotta you gotta mix it up some days scallops some days it's chicken <laughs> but no um the food came and you know it was sad and i was like hey you know i think that we need to have a conversation about us Mm -hmm. and you know this is not to alarm you this is not to worry it really is just like we're trying to trying to get the solution well for me like i the way my brain works i don't even know when she started saying like, we have to talk, I was like, both me and Mother like looking at each other like, oh shit, <laughs> she ain't know we have to talk. Like, already at dinner, like you cannot escape. Like, I'm, I'm happy you came up. As soon as the food got there, right? it's like, oh, it's like food. Okay, oh, now shit, they have right? their fork. They have their fork in the meal. This is time to attack. Oh, right. Pounds, Scallop yeah, scallop and mouth bacon. Yeah, no, no, but I, I think I was like a lot, like very tactful about it. I mean, I like to think so, and it really was just like it was inviting a conversation this is how i feel like this is what i think based Mm -hmm. on how i feel where are you like where are you at right and am i the only one who's seeing this like or do you share in that and you're just not telling me and that's a big thing to even question right if your partner's even on the same page Right. If you're speaking the same language, you're going to know what page they're on. They don't have Yeah. But see, now, like, I check in as often as I can. I check in, like, as as often as possible. Like, you know, like, we're, we're still good? Yeah. yeah. yeah like, you're like, you, I, like, okay, cool. Like, I'm on the, I'm on the third step. Are you, are you there? Like, now, nah, you know, I'm still, I'm still making it on the second. All right, cool. You want me to wait for you? Or, shoot, you know, because, you know, we got to keep doing this. Right. And so that conversation, it went, it went, it went, it went pretty well because it was just like, but well, the conversation went well but see okay isn't it testament that it went well the fact that we realized at that moment in time that we were not going anywhere and instead of keeping on wasting each other's time we went about our separate ways so 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 we won you I know mean, what i'm saying the conversation went well but essentially the relationship was a fail it's where we were at it was, if you was it? i mean was I mean, it a fail if we fail just got what we need right i mean i feel like i feel like in any i mean i mean i'll speak from experience again like i feel like with every single relationship i've i've, I've been in there has been a lesson but there's all there also has been like a need that that relationship has like specifically filled when i was existing in a survival mode forever after enduring like 
excuse me, like unhealthy relationship dynamics, very toxic and abusive um, mm. uh, dynamics. I needed like a breath and I needed for someone to make like to I needed to feel safe with someone. Right. And so right. when I met the next person, I was like very like, I was like, you ain't going to do this, 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 this and this. And like, right. you know, I'm, I was very aggressive about how I did not want to be treated. It was, it was hard, you know, and I, I came in like with all my defenses up and I felt like I got the healing. Mm-hmm. Now, when I wanted to get to the next step, right, to go to the next level, it was like, the universe was like, wait a minute. Like, didn't you say you just wanted healing? Like, this is a whole nother chapter. Right, this person came in in this particular space for your healing. And now you got that because you're no longer in survival mode. Is that person going to go into that next chapter with you because now you've moved on from that? Right. Or are you going to be, you know, moving on? Right. And then now that I'm no longer in survival mode, it's like living. Now it's like the next step is like, this is what we're thinking about. Right. You know what I mean? I don't know. You experience a soulmate moment. Oh, is that what it was? I mean, because some people are, are stuck on the idea that you have one soulmate, but in, I mean, my opinion, I'm not, I mean, what do they call these people? Um, there's like doctors who have like all these incredible degrees and shit that explain stars. I'm not one of those, you know what I'm saying? However, uh, so the way that I understand it is like soulmates, you can have multiple soulmates. You're soulmates with who they need to mate with at that moment that you need it. Mm-hmm. So you having that moment with that particular person, your soul needed them and at that point, that was mm-hmm. your soulmate that taught you that particular lesson. But there's also lifelong soulmates. Like you ha- you'll have friends for extended periods and that is your soulmate because that person is giving you something that you need and vice versa. So that is considered a soul soulmate for you and then there's like the romantic soulmates and so on so i feel like whenever i experience something like that like i'm like okay that that person was my soulmate like i experienced something that like my soul connected with them and i really needed that and i would i would consider them as such and then i move on because every everything has its time everything has this moment i feel like acknowledging it and and giving that moment its purpose makes me i guess it makes me feel better to move forward what about what about you guys? Would you have the conversation, the uncomfortable conversation about like being stagnant? Yeah, yeah, I've had it. It Tell was us about uncomfortable, it. right? And um, the part for me, I think that was hard was like that person wasn't on that page, mm-hmm. right? And they just wanted to keep trying, and it was like we've tried multiple times mm-hmm. already. What else are we going to keep trying for? And the reality now, right? Because I feel like sometimes, like, the trying is trying to get to this other place. Mm-hmm. And sometimes that other place existed for, like, five minutes in the relationship. Like, it's not even, like, a real... Right? It's, it's like, not a concrete place. Right. right. It's, it's the potential of where I feel like this can go or where it once was for a little bit of time because that wasn't the reality either of the relationship. And it was just like, you're not happy mm. if I can't even love you being who you are oh wow and you deserve to be loved and i'm just keeping you like i had to flip that conversation from that of like me just being like no i don't want i'm not happy i don't want to be here because the person wasn't getting it and i was just like it's not okay for you i had someone say that to me after i tried to pick up with them the what they use like how your moment was just so heartfelt I was break like I wasn't breaking up with a person because I never dated them per se. However, more on a few dates, I just didn't like them. I just wanted to cut off the mm-hmm. communication, and I was trying to explain that I didn't want to do that anymore. And they use what literally what you said as a way to demean me, make me feel bad for no longer wanting to date them. Well, that's horrible. I mean, I've dodged great bullets in my life. You know what I'm saying? Boo. 
Yeah, they suck yeah. ass. I was stagnant in a relationship and I never ended it. So I was in a relationship for an extended period, longer than it should have been. It, it really should have been way shorter than it was. Like I met this person uh, and, and I feel like it was like my very first like adult relationship. So I was like, ooh, shit. Like I'm in an adult relationship. Right? Yeah. You're much older. Like I was like when I, I was, you know, I wasn't much younger, but we had like, maybe like a two, three year difference. So like they were able to take me out to have drinks and were able to experience things I wasn't able to do before. I was like, hey, that's like a me, adult. <laughs> and then, like, as things went on, I, I realized so many things that I didn't like and I didn't appreciate. But because this person was showing me a different world, I didn't want to leave that world behind because I felt like we were stagnant. And we were actually, we're something for, in my opinion, we may have made, like, small jumps in, within our relationship to where we understood more of each other as we grew. However, we never had, like, a full understanding of each other to where I fully understood her and she fully understood mm-hmm. me. And then, like, I noticed a stagnant like vibration between us and because I didn't want to let her go I, I continued to date like her for like another year or so but like I in my heart I felt like um it was it was time for us to end it but like when her and I like eventually like broke up she expressed to me like how much she cared for me and loved me and saw a great future with me however we were in a relationship where we were both experiencing like great mental health issues because we experienced like like, we, we were both in the military, so we, we had both experienced different things. So, like, we hadn't got to a point where we were okay with even talking to each other about the things we experienced. And then mm-hmm. being in a relationship with someone that is also in the military with you, the expectation is to have that level of comfort. Like, let me tell you what I experienced because I know you'll be able to relate to me. But I feel like in, in a way, like, we were comfortable with each other physically, but we weren't comfortable with each other emotionally and that's what I needed because I really was struggling with the things I had like the things I seen the things I experienced while I was deployed like I had like I wanted that level of intimacy and I wasn't receiving it but again like I was said about habits that person was someone I felt was really loved me and I cared for them and I loved them and I loved being around them and when I was physically with them I felt safe but I wasn't emotionally and mentally safe with them at all and it's, it's really hard to tell somebody that. And when we eventually, like, broke up, I did feel so bad for it. Like, I was like, oh, I just let someone go that I felt like could understand me. And then I really thought about it. I'm like, we haven't really had a real conversation in so long to where did I really feel understood or was I just mm-hmm. keeping that person because I, I so deeply wanted it to work out. Mm-hmm. So I haven't had a stagnant, like, conversation at all like I, I probably wouldn't know how to even verbalize that in retrospect do you think you would have had that conversation i feel like um i mean something had to happen to break us up so like mm-hmm. and something did like something happened like kind of like outside forces type thing mm-hmm. happened and it shed a light on our relationship we're like mm, like we, we have to separate but it wasn't either of us saying like we should separate I don't know if I would like i mean eventually something would have happened but it, like for me i am someone who hates going through the breakup process like i i don't really like it so i don't know we could have been still together to this day with just looking at each other like just guys, kicking it you guys were gonna say no nah, i got you to say yes writing it in the notes in the phone right, exactly. <laughs> married and married and shit you want a beer nah <laughs> that, that's, that would be us so oh Speaking of, so we talked about toxic relationships. We talked about, you know, staying and normalizing it or not normalizing it, stagnation. So, like, when does it cross over from, like, a toxic relationship to being, like, more of, like, an abusive dynamic? Hmm. Uh, that's 
to me for sure like when the power control shifts right and when you start to feel fear mm. right even if it's the emotional fear right of how is this person going to respond or if i shouldn't say something this way because they're going to say something that's going to hurt me emotionally right so that emotional fear right that i have to protect myself and then of course like the physical parts to it and only one person is getting their needs met in an abusive relationship and that's mm-hmm. the abusive person mm-hmm. right because they're doing whatever they need to do to get their those needs met and like what you were just saying to like right even in a relationship that's good it's hard to leave mm-hmm. right because you were saying like you got introduced to like the space and 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 this different things that you didn't want to lose out on so the fear too of sometimes of just like even like that habit or that normalcy thing right because if i leave this relationship i'm gonna start have to start somewhere new do my own thing right so much change is gonna happen for sure that even happens like 10 20 times as much as an abusive relationship Mm -hmm. so i think right there's the good there's the unhealthy toxic and then there's the abusive and the truth is that the abusive does have good pieces in it too Mm -hmm. right and it has unhealthy, and unhealthy has good. Like, they're all kind of just... Intertwined. Intertwined. Mm-hmm. Um, when that fear part is in, I think that's when we're looking at the abusive relationship. Right. And that's... When we're... Like, you were talking about, like, toxicity. Ooh, I said it. Toxicity. Yay! Toxicity. toxicity. Girl, yeah. When you know it's you, do you change it? When you know you're the toxic person... Yeah, like when, you're when saying, you know that like, you're being the abusive person or the toxic person. The toxic person, right? If you're in a healed space, yeah, you you should address it and handle it. But if you're not in a healed space, you're not going to acknowledge that. I've enjoyed being toxic at times. Really? Mm-hmm. It's a dopamine. I wish I could say I, that, but I get called out as even when I'm thinking about it. Yo, my girlfriend, <laughs> she's like, ah, I feel like you're thinking about some bullshit. Like, fuck. <laughs> <laughs> Can't even fully enact it. Can I just implement it a little bit? (laughs) No, you can no longer be toxic. Your toxic card has been taken away. I'm like, okay, I love you. Thank you for being so great in my life. I really appreciate it. Thanks. (laughs) So, like, the accountability changed your behavior? What? What? Don't tell me that works. (laughs) No, I mean, I've enjoyed it. But, like, if you're toxic, you should definitely change it. Tell us about it. What? What? Being being toxic? I mean, I mean, it's not, I mean, in that moment, it's like, it's almost like this, like this, this, this um, switch that just kind of like flicks on, right? Or yeah. or off. I don't know whichever way we're looking at <laughs> it. Off. But there's a, a, a switch that. happens, right? Like yeah. the toxic person has entered the chat, yeah. and in that moment, like I want to cause chaos, and like mm-hmm. all I I want to just get under your skin enough that I get a reaction. Why do I laugh when this happens? <laughs> Particular moment where you're like, ding, and you're like, <laughs> you know, you know, like the baby's like, like, I am that motherfucker in the back seat, like, yeah, girl, go ahead, do that shit. <laughs> but I'm also very curious, like, right? Exactly, you know, like, it, but but then it's just like, no, I mean, it for me, it has been like being able to know <laughs> when I've taken it too far, you know. Like, listen, that was before, you know, pre heel test was, you know, a hot mess to work Yo. with. Uh, flip flips hair by <laughs> but um I, I have enjoyed it it's like there's something that is just like gives you like this rush of dopamine especially when you well for me when you lived in a space of terror or where there was a lack of like emotional safety where it felt like a war zone it it's like you become accustomed to like dodging landmines mm-hmm. and 
instead of becoming like this chore, like it almost becomes like an exercise. Let me see just how resilient I can be this time around, right? right? So then if I'm setting up my own minds, like blindfolded, like, oh, let's see what we got today. You know what I mean? But then it's like, oh, okay, I can deal with that. Because the opposite of that is something that I now have to learn to live in. And that is the part that is unsafe to me. So yeah, I'm gonna be toxic for a minute um, until I learn how not to do that now granted i've never crossed the boundary of like becoming or being abusive um or exert like power and control to that you know to 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 level with the person like would it would feel fear but like i don't know certain parts or maybe i have exercised like some level emotional abuse but you know, I knew that I had to learn to not be toxic. Yeah. But to say that I haven't enjoyed it at times, just like kind of like setting fires and like running over and just like, let's see what happens. <laughs> I have, mm-hmm. you know, and, and at times it's just like, it feels like a roller coaster and it's like a high. It almost feels like a like an addiction. Ooh, I've never experienced you know? like, the real power trip like that. I've been given that fake power trip where they tell you, they make you feel like you've having, you're having power and then they take it away from you and they kind of laugh at you. That's <laughs> well. That's horrible. I'm I mean, so sorry. Yeah, that's life, bro. So, <laughs> like in like like okay. Like I've experienced um, a toxic relationship. The one thing that's really crazy that I, I feel like I struggle with is being in a relationship where you're like in love and you think it's so beautiful, and then like you have to, and then it ends in such a terrible way, and you have to start to think about like at what point did it become toxic? Like was mm. it toxic the whole time and I just wasn't paying attention? Or is it when everything started falling apart did it become toxic? Ooh, 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 I have one. I have an answer to that. Yeah. When I first got into a real like it was one of my relationships. When I first got in it, I was so overwhelmed and again I was like stuck in survival mode. Mm-hmm. And, and so for like a couple of years in that relationship, I wouldn't yes, a <laughs> couple of years. I didn't notice like those behaviors as being what they were. Mm-hmm. Because in that moment, like maybe they were what I needed. Oh, so you're gonna like, you know, check to see what I'm eating. And then like, I'm like, oh, that's just somebody who cares that I actually eat, mm-hmm. right? You're gonna, I don't know, like check out my, I don't know, like say, make sure like the, the I don't overspend. Like, oh, look at, look at you looking out right. for me. Yeah. But then once I got out of that space of like no longer being in survival mode and I was like healthy and safe and I was like taking care of myself and doing, you know, practicing care and all of that. I was like, wait a minute. Like I, like I, I was trying to take some of that stuff back. Like, no, I got my finances. Like mm-hmm. you don't have to keep looking, looking at it. And then it became of like, like a, like I had to tug at it in order to get my stuff back and so it no longer became like something that i needed and it no longer was i was like it's like my eyes are open now because i was able to rest long enough to notice the things that always existed but now have become like an issue you know and then the top right (laughs) and then it's and i think it really depends like the state of mind that you're in at the time that's true do you agree yeah, I, you just made me think, like, of, you ever been in those relationships where, like, it's toxic and so much like, ha, ah. right? Wait, wait, wait. <laughs> like, wait, we're going to have to run that back. <laughs> like, you throw the light, right? Like, you, mm-hmm. know, you set the little mm-hmm. pockets of mm-hmm. and stuff like that. <laughs> 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 and, oh, my God. <laughs> then you're at this place of, like, this is not, like, I'm not having fun no more. Yes. Oh. Like, it's not I don't want to. It's like taking like a pillow fight too far. Yes. I know exactly what you mean. Right? Like, I'm that 30. I'm like, fuck yourself. You're like, am I bleeding? Yeah. 
analogy. Dang. Because I have... I have been in that space, right? I've been in a relationship where I was like, I don't even like who I am. Mm-hmm. <laughs> yeah, no, that's right a, that's mm-hmm. a, oh my God, that happened to me. So it happened to me at the very end of that toxic relationship where the dynamic was starting to change. Like, I did feel like I was trying to fight for my power back. And like, and I think that I really don't like about this whole thing. And like, when it comes to healing is like, you have to think about the, no, you have to think about the whole thing. But like, when you want to think about the good things about that relationship, you get like completely drowned out by the bad things. Like, mm-hmm. fuck, do I really like, what do I really miss? However, comma, like at the very end, it did feel like a power trip. Like, no, give me my power to my identity back. It, it, mm-hmm. it was so much more than just one thing. It was like my entire existence. Like this person and I became one person. Like we do- did the same things, thought the same way, experienced the same emotions. Like their emotions were so deeply rooted to mine. Like, like their day affected my day completely. They Like the way they thought about things affected the way that I thought about things. Like that how, that's how deeply it, like, just intertwined we were and so like at the very end when it did come down to like really taking my power back it felt like I was fighting a war and like and and at a certain point I felt like I was winning and then they took it back and I felt like they kind of like stood over me like oh you thought you had this power but I mean here we are type thing and I just felt so defeated and I just and the thing is that added six more months to that relationship mm-hmm. you know what I mean feeling like oh shit well I guess this is where I'm supposed to be and then losing that that headspace of like it, it felt like I was going to like the second place for like six months of my life I felt like I wasn't even thinking like that other person was completely thinking for me and it took me, it took like a few like real life scenarios for people to pull me out of it. Like you have to start thinking about what you want to do and how you want to move forward because this person is not going to think for you anymore. However, this person was making sure that they said certain things to me and did certain things in a way that like I understood that they were the ones still running the show, even though we weren't literally together, but they weren't letting that, I guess, title just fucking, like that disappear. Like, go, right you think we're not together anymore. However, I still have control over your finances. I still have control over what you eat. I still have control over where you live. I still have control over who you see. I have control over the friends you still have. Because at a certain point, I lost friends. So, like, I felt like I was fighting for my identity and for myself. But when I think about this person, I don't want to think about this negative relationship that I had because this relationship was really beautiful to me. Mm -hmm. I thought it was beautiful. It was powerful. It taught me different things about love. It allowed me to grow. It made me feel whole. It made me feel like all of the little things that you think about, like, oh, my God. like I All the yummy feelings. Yeah. Like, I really felt like I had found that person. I was like, oh, my God, this is the one. And then when I would start to notice little cracks, like, I don't really like this. And my mind would start to go to all the other things I haven't liked that were related to this that have never been solved. And a number of years have now passed. And then those years have passed. And then more years have passed. And it's like, every time, like, I'm like, I'm so happy. I'm like, ah. And... Like everything sucks. Like everything sucks. Like I felt like I had no words. I just but I'm like, but I'm happy and all these things are working and I'm getting married, whatever. But I'm not happy and it does suck and I'm really struggling with this. And who do I talk to when the person that like I love and I really want things to work with that I don't feel like that person hears me or they say something that completely like covers it that makes me feel quote unquote okay at that moment like oh my god this is really bothering me and they're like oh okay I see that this is bothering you but this is all working for us and whatever yeah this is all working and sometimes that silver lining is what you need to kind of get you going through life however how many points do we have to continue doing the silver linings before you're like no we're covering up a lot of things and we're not really experiencing those emotions and then you realize how much time has passed 
like a lot of time passes when that person is covering your eyes like it's really incredible it's like there are no longer words on the page anymore just a bunch of white out and mad pages or it just feels like darkness it really does it feels like it feels like you're sitting in darkness with your eyes closed and your hand is being held by someone else and they're walking you through everything and not telling you anything that's actually happening but telling you what they want you to see that's what it felt like for me oh, man. I didn't feel like life was real it was very it just felt like I had sunk in into another portion of the matrix and I just wasn't where I was supposed to be at the point of where I was supposed to be and I was watching myself live my life but not through the lenses that were mine that was fun. I didn't mean to have you guys. No. <laughs> Man, it Damn. really does suck. Yeah. So I've never been. So maybe that's why I, I brought that toxic portion of life into like a, the new relationship. Cause like, oh, I want to experience the dynamic of power. But then once I got settled in that relationship, I really became very submissive. But when I first entered like this new current healthy relationship, I was very much like, very dominant. Like I'm gonna do what I want. I'm gonna go about it the way that I want. And my person was like, "Girl, that's you don't need all that here." Yeah, like it was like we don't do that here. Exactly. <laughs> I was like, really? I don't need all of my armor. And she's like, "Nah, leave it at the door." And it was great. And the part of like you don't need all your armor, and you can still have your power too. Mm-hmm. Right? Like, yes, it doesn't have to be even this roaring thing. It could just right. be resting right next to you. Like, power is also healthy. Yes. And, and a is. good thing to right. have. Like, I we agree. need to have power. I agree. Right? Power is important to your, to your being. Right. You have to have power yeah. for yourself. Absolutely. Not over somebody else. I mean, she. Yeah. Like, oh, my God. <laughs> I do want, because, like, we know we're getting close to time. Um, I do want to, like, t- like really quickly kind of, and maybe this could be, like, a part two where we kind of talk about, like, how then when it comes to, like, cases of, like, abusive people who do get, um, like, say, like, arrested like or, or getting penalized for, like, the, or being held accountable is the best way to use it for their actions, how we have, like, a single picture of what that looks like. And, of course, like, that is shifting, thankfully, but... Right we're until not we're not there, right. right? And so right now, like the 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 consequence, right, for um abusing power and control over somebody else is incarceration, mm-hmm. right? Is the is is um like illegal? Power it's power and control, mm-hmm. right? So like so, do we think that it is an effective way of like really rehab, like rehabilitating or like helping people change? Because I think we're all of the same opinion that like people who are abusive or engage in toxic behavior, in fact, are capable of change, right? If they want it, if they're aware of it, and they work at it. Mm -hmm. So do we think, like, then the system that is holding um, the people who do abuse, like, accountable are going about it the right way? I think there has to be, like, conditions that are going to work, right? That is not just one thing, too, right? Because... The idea of, like, you did something wrong and you hurt somebody, right? You confined them. You were controlling them. You were abusing them. You were telling them what to do. And that was wrong. I'm going to confine you. I'm going to control you. And I'm going to tell you what to do. So you can learn your lesson by doing what you did. (laughs) (laughs) When you put it that way, it's like, well, what? Right. Right. I was talking to my husband once, like, two days ago. And I was like, we were talking about discipline. And I was like, how many times your mom hit you? And he was like, ooh, a lot of times. I was Mm -hmm. like, mad times, right? He was like, yeah. And I was like... So you never stopped doing what you were doing? So you consistently were getting hit for the same thing because you wasn't... Right. Because yeah. it, it didn't work. Right? Imagine. You mean to tell me. 
Right? I mean, rehab, the, the big conversation of rehab, especially with um, incarceration, is a topic that always gets glazed over. They talk mm-hmm. about prison reform, but within the conversation of prison reform, are we talking about rehabilitating these people so that when they do get a chance to be part of civilization, they're able to thrive? It's a, They're all trying to make it a cycle to where we're just, they're just making money off of people, but not necessarily making it better for them Absolutely. at any point. Yeah. Absolutely. And it's scary to people on the outside. And what... Like, accountability and change, right? Are those two the same thing? Right? Do we want to help people to get to the same thing? Do they want to help to get... That conversation we talked about earlier about that incident that happened with my friend, mm-hmm. I've never spoken to anybody about that. Mm-hmm. Ever. Now it's all over the world. Right now it's everywhere. Right? <laughs> Thank Everyone you for sharing. It's brought right? to you everywhere. Twinkle, Spotify, If you would like to know how to get to the rest of our episodes, you can go to our Instagram, Melanated Movement Podcast, where our link tree is there linking you to every episode we've ever had. If you open it up, it not only has how to find all of our episodes, but it has our it has our magazine um, editorial in um, Voyage Mag. It has our Twitter, which is now uh, Melanated Movement. Please check us out. Have the conversation with us as we continue through our episodes. So, yes, that is a big thing. Thank yes. you, Mel, for bringing that up. Thank you for sharing. Yes, yes. Yeah. No one's ever asked me, though. Mm. Right? So if I wasn't able to sit here and be with both of you to ask me that question and say, this is why this worked for me to change, Mm -hmm. we're not even listening to really, like, people that need to change, too, to know, like, what do they need. That is wild. We're just putting in, like, what we believe, right? A lot of it, too, is, like, Western ideology, too, of, like, change and and punishment and discipline Mm -hmm. and all this stuff, too. Because that also comes from that idea of, like, people don't make mistakes and you have to be perfect. Right. Right. I read um, in this, it was a long time ago, there was this article, it was very very quick, um, where it was, like, this remote village, um, and like the on the african continent where if somebody committed like a like a crime instead of like like throwing them in jail they actually like the 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 village like kind of surround they did like a whole ceremony where they kind of surrounded the individual and they put the individual in the middle and then they would take turns like talking about like all the positive qualities of that individual Mm -hmm. and then say like all of their good traits and then sitting and reminding them of like the positive aspects of them like kind of reinforcing those strengths and forgiving them for the like for the crime or the mystic or whatever that they committed and so that they could actually start anew like they end off and oftentimes that yielded much better outcomes Mm -hmm. than actually punishing them for committing a crime and i just thought it was so incredibly fascinating and it required like so much faith in in ourselves and and in our community as well to be able to say you know what this person did this and probably hurt someone else in the process of doing this but instead of just like holding them accountable for the one thing that they did wrong we're going to praise them for all of the things that they've done right Mm -hmm. and i think that we're sorely lacking in that Mm -hmm. in our western world like we were talking about Mm -hmm. and i think this would be a good way and a good place to maybe yeah, bring this like back. That, that bring, bring a lot to include like people thinking that like you know how everybody gets like a prize for participating type thing. Mm-hmm. That I mean, I feel like opening up that conversation again brings that up. Like, do I have to praise the person that did something wrong because we want that person to be re- rehabilitated? But does that mean everybody gets a prize? I do. I, right, I do think of like the importance of calling people in, right? Mm-hmm. Because if it wasn't for that day and that 
incident that happened and then my friend was calling out the behavior of what mm-hmm. I was doing. And then my other friend, too, like, not backing me up, even though she's, she was silent. But I knew that with her silence, she was saying, like, I'm not so aligned with you. Right yeah, right. I'm not signing so off on doing, this. It made me think of, like, how many times, like, my brother told me about some foul-ass shit that he had done to his girlfriend, and I laughed about it with him. Mm. Right? This was years ago, back in the day, right? Mm-hmm. And me laughing about it with him just okay. told him it was okay, it was keep doing it. it. Right. Right? So, like, if we hear it, we see it, right? If our bestie's being toxic, be like, bestie, why are you being toxic? Right. Mm-hmm. <laughs> right. Mm-hmm. Yep. Right? My best friend will call me out. That's one thing we're really good at. She's like, girl, get us together. That's not it. Do it again. <laughs> and even if that means, like, they're not going to do that behavior, then while you're around, that's accountability, though, right? Right. Mm-hmm. It is. That's something. So. I'm going to be around enough so you don't do it at all. Right. So. Right. It's hard for me to say that people can't change because I'm the proof myself that they can. I love that. I'm oh my the gosh. proof that life, that this change is absolutely possible. We absolutely. love you so much. I love <laughs> Get up from Mel. Thank Woo-hoo. you, Check out Mel in season one. Okay. Ooh, season one in the How We Feel uh, series. It was conditional love. We have. Actually- we talk about broken dick. <laughs> oh, we did. Oh, we <laughs> had a bet. We had a bet. We so, ladies it. and gentlemen, at the very beginning of the recording, we said whoever says broken dick, me and Mel made a bet we that we wouldn't say broken dick at all in this episode. And, and Tess, now you said it like four times. And then Tess was the one who broke the seal. So, Tess now owes a shot. And I know you guys, I know you guys love Tess. Oh, darn. Do us a favor. Do us a favor. Tag us in the shot you take when you hear this episode. No thrill that I have. Please do. Please do. Please do. Tag for Instagram at Melody Movement Podcast. Tag us with the shot that you took for a broken dick. That was being brought up from season one. So, Melody Movement now. We have two episodes. We have two seasons, 14 episodes available on multiple platforms. Please check us out. We have over 2,000 downloads. We really appreciate all the love that you guys uh, yes. contribute to our platform. On your way to work. On your way to work. Yes, on your girl. Way back home. Yay. Get a shower. Period. Everywhere. Everywhere. Everybody listen to it. Yo. Yeah. <laughs> subtitles. Yeah. Translate that shit. Share Stay it with the family. Exactly. Everywhere. Broken dicks. <laughs> <laughs> That's another one. Tag us in Melody Movement. So, okay, again, we hit our link tree. Our link tree has our, um, our magazine editorial with Voyage Miami. It has our Twitter. Also tag their Instagram. It's titled there if you guys want to be our friends. We have all of our episodes on multiple platforms. Spotify, Podcast Addict, Deezer, Google, Apple, all kinds of things. It's amazing the amount of uh, platforms we actually are available on. So don't only click the link, share the link with your friends. Say, hey girl, we talked about Broken Dicks on this episode. Go ahead and listen in. To, like, they're great. They're amazing. They're black. They're they're melanated. They're orange. They're brown. They're yellow. They're blue. They're everything. Check us out. Definitely show us the love. And again, this has been another episode of the Mel Name Movement Podcast with Tess and Anne. Until next time. Bye. Bye. Bye.